We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. God bless you. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear from Refuge Freedom Stories. I'll be your host today, and I'm with Caitlin. And Caitlin is married to one of the other people we've interviewed, Rob Duvermont. And Caitlin has worn many hats in her life and experienced a lot of different things, eh? Hi, Caitlin. Good to have you with us today. Hi, Dave. Thanks so much for having me. And so you're you're happily married now, just over a year? Uh, no, not quite. We got married on March 21st, ah. so it's just been over eight months. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, so. I was going to say time goes by fast, but I thought it was longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew you beforehand, but mm-hmm. just a wonderful couple. I love you guys, and it's just nice. I, I know that from talking with you, there's been a lot of growth recently and mm-hmm. spiritual growth and, and maybe letting go of some different roles and hats that you've been wearing. And yeah. why don't we talk about that to start with? Or... Yeah, for sure. That sounds great, Dave. Yeah. Um, along with letting go of some of the, the roles and hats, I would also add that letting go of some of the core assumptions I think I had in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, the last number of months in particular, I've been able to really reevaluate kind of who I am, who God is, what mm. we're called to be as believers and, and really who yeah, just really, I guess, live that out and embrace that. Mm-hmm. Learning that it doesn't always look like how I think it's going to look. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess going back, I've been really very committed to mm-hmm. a lot of different things. Whatever kind of is put in front of me, like I jump right in with both feet and I yes. want to do the best I can and help as many people as I can and, and just really gung-ho. Mm-hmm. That started before I was a believer was the approach I took in recovery too before I entered uh, or after I entered recovery before I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Just really wanted to serve and grow and go to school and get a job and mm-hmm. yeah just really lots of goals and, and aspirations but yeah, I remember I think, meeting you. I'm just going to interrupt for yeah, a second. Of course, I don't, please do. don't know how many years we've known each other now maybe two or three years. At least. At the church is where I met you, but you were so just really running around doing something. And I wasn't sure because I didn't know you yet, but you just seemed so busy and and doing stuff, you know. I don't like a professional woman, you know. And I didn't know if you were maybe an assistant pastor or had some sort of role in the church. That's funny. Yeah, I... uh... So what you saw, which mm-hmm. now I refer to as like me running around with a, like a chicken with my head cut off. Like I don't even know. Yep. I don't know how I managed. But, <laughs> so the, serving like that, at that time, I'm not even sure if I was officially in a leadership role or anything right. at the church. I maybe was just 
helping mm -hmm. out. I think so. When I saw a need, I wanted to help fill that need. Right? Yes. So yeah, so that was the same in kind of every sphere of my life. Mm -hmm. And then there was a lot of needs that yes. I saw. You know what? The cool thing was because Jesus had filled my need. Yes. I really found the freedom and the peace and the hope and the joy and the the zeal for life mm -hmm. from from my encounter with Jesus. Yeah. That I was so eager to share that. Mm -hmm. But coupled with that, I think there was also this expectation that I placed on myself that I was supposed to do all of these things. Yes. And that, you know Like it was required of you. Well, I really believe the message the grace message of God that, mm -hmm. you know, He loves me for me. Yes. And not a requirement, mm -hmm. because really believing like it's not a religious obligation that I'm supposed to do these things, but almost like because of God's grace and what he's done in my life, a natural outpouring of that will be me doing all of these things. Yes, as a more of a response to what, what response. God's done for you. Yeah. yeah, and I think in a lot of ways that was true and that's how it started, but mm -hmm. there was also still this internal desire, I guess. I don't know, this idea of the more things I said yes to, the more people I could reach, the more opportunities God could work through me, mm -hmm. uh, the more opportunities for advancement and development I would have. I don't know. I think, you know, I, so as I mentioned, I do have a, a history of overcoming addiction. And mm -hmm. even in my addiction, I was working full time and I was going to school full time and I was partying harder than like even some of my friends that were like, whoa, mm -hmm. like calling me superwoman, right? Yes. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it got to a point where my life was going in two opposite directions, getting harder and harder into the drug lifestyle and the, everything that went along with that. But also, you know, grade A student in university mm. and, and really excelling in that way. Yep. And I kind of came to a breaking point. But that concept of, of being a superwoman, I realized recently as I've kind of took that into my recovery and my spiritual walk as well, mm -hmm. thinking that I can do all of and And scripture too, right? Like... When I got baptized, I wrote uh, Philippians 4.13, I mm -hmm. can do all things through Christ who strengthens yes. me. And so I kind of interpreted that to be, like, I can literally do everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I should do everything. <laughs> and, like, I just <laughs> went. Yes. So, yes, when the pandemic came, I'm yep. like, sweet. Wow. <laughs> I could finally take a break. <laughs> yes. So now I'm, I guess, really rediscovering who I am separate from a lot of those roles that I played, mm -hmm. a lot of those hats that I wore. Yes. Um, it's funny because I, going through the recovery process and coming to faith, I felt like I had let go a lot of the mask that I was wearing in my life before. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I thought that I had really, yeah, really let go and, and got to the core of who I am, particularly in Christ. But then it was interesting when the pandemic hit, I almost kind of felt a little bit lost because I wasn't able to go to church. Yeah. I wasn't able to, you know, serve in these different ways. I didn't know how to reach the people around me and actually minister to people. Tried to do some stuff online and I hate Facebook, so that didn't really go very well very long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, trying to like, and I'm not driving right now. Oh my mm. gosh, that's another big change. Yeah. So I was always someone who would drive and pick people up and take them places and, mm -hmm. you know, try to be a blessing. I couldn't even like, go drive to pick up toilet paper to take it to anybody, you know? <laughs> so just like totally lost and not yeah. quite sure how to navigate that. But what I realized was that in some ways, maybe I still did have some of those masks on Yeah. because, because of those roles. And I think they were all well-intentioned and I believe that they were genuine and from my heart and from the, the love that I had from God within me mm -hmm. towards others, right? But, and towards him, 
but yeah it's been now it's been a process of really like okay i'm at home i've never been at home <laughs> like yeah. i would get up in the morning go to work serve afterwards get home mm-hmm. read my bible go to bed do the whole thing all over again like, yes i never just hung out at home right now i'm at home almost 24 7. Mm-hmm. newly married mm-hmm. got, well like we literally got married the saturday after it was declared a like a public state of emergency yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like obviously the world changed for everyone yes but like even more mm-hmm. in some ways for me <laughs> so now i'm a wife and you know navigating you know well what is that mm-hmm. like right so yeah so it's been a really cool journey letting go of the pressures that i put on myself right now obviously people have been going through a lot the last number of months have been really difficult for everyone and so in a lot of ways i'm like okay well this is the the prime opportunity that I should be sharing my faith and ministering to people and helping people and shining as the light that Jesus has, has made me to be. But I had a really hard time doing that. Yeah. And I didn't know, I almost felt like there was something wrong with me. Like, what was I doing wrong? Like, I felt like I was missing something, but I know I'm, I lack no good thing in Christ Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. He is everything and, and he lives within me. And so I always have access to him. And I, but I think a lot of it was the pressure on myself of what mm-hmm. I thought ministry looked like and how uh. I thought living as a believer was supposed to be mm-hmm. so yeah it's been a process of kind of re-understanding my faith in in some ways mm-hmm. yeah so now like i really enjoy being at home <laughs> <laughs> i started like yesterday i was doing yard work and mm-hmm. just really kind of refocusing how to embrace the season that i'm in and embrace the life that god has given me mm-hmm. Well, you're taking some time now. It's like, again, as you say, you were like an energizer bunny and you were going and going and going. And some real changes happened to stop that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you're not doing anything, but it's a total change in what you are doing. Sometimes I think whether it's God stopping us or allowing us to be stopped, he, he allows that and to get our attention sometimes. And and I know often I'm running around and running around and doing things with ministry. And God says, hey, you know, great that you're doing my ministry, but don't forget about me. You know, talk to me in a little while, right? And uh, so, it's like, ouch. Yeah. But he's so gentle and he's mm-hmm. so sweet. And like the little reminders that he gives me mm-hmm. uh, are just so powerful. And, and I came to realize like in some ways, I, yeah, like you said, I was kind of doing things on my own, mm-hmm. right? And then thinking that these were the expectations that he had on me, but mm-hmm. he didn't have any expectation of me. He just wants to love me and yeah, and he wants to, to love you me. and bless you, and he wants to, but he wants to know when you're hurt. He wants to know when you skimmed your knee, and he wants to know when yeah. you're upset with him. That's true too. Right? Yeah, I think uh, because our wedding got canceled, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was a little bit disillusioned in some ways. Um, I believe that I was going to have this big, beautiful wedding, and. Mm-hmm hopefully we still can have it we've got all this stuff that we've been blessed with in our basement for the decorations and stuff but like yeah. i don't even care about superficial things like that to begin with i was talked into having a wedding <laughs> yep and that's happened to like... me before too <laughs> <laughs> once or twice <laughs> oh that's funny well i thought this is the only one but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's just so kidding. funny no that's good um but anyway so just little things like i totally hear you so yeah being able to get real with god and like what the heck god yes um, but that's okay because he's right there. <clears throat> I've realized he just wants me to rest in his presence. Mm-hmm. And he will show me who to speak to and how to encourage them. And, or if I'm just to pray. Like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need to be serving in a ministry. I can be praying for the, the leadership. Or, yeah. you know, so just kind of he slowed me down. He's humbled me. He's 
helped me to enter into his rest in a brand new way. And it's been really cool. And I feel like it's, it's preparing me. My husband and I want to have children one day. We're, mm-hmm. we're praying into that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's preparing me to be a mom. Wow. That really this is the family is my first ministry. So, yes. you know, it's great that I was serving in all those other ways before. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm a wife and I serve my husband and, and love him and he's fabulous and yep. treats me so well. And You better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know I'm you. I'm super blessed. Yeah. Um, but even with my work, you know, like I looked at for a long time, I looked at my work as a stepping stone to something mm-hmm. bigger and better. Yeah. And I was not really content where I was at. Mm-hmm. And I've looked at this season as a way of really embracing the amazing job that God has blessed me with now. Yeah. And even like the minister opportunity where I'm at, right? To be able to help. I work in research administration and it's a difficult mm-hmm. place to be. Research administration. Yeah, research ethics is uh, not an easy thing to navigate and mm-hmm. it can feel bureaucratic at times. Mm-hmm. And, sure um, sounds it, yeah, but, but I, I'm sure it's an important thing. Super important. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, I can feel kind of like caught in the middle sometimes and trying to enforce black and white rules mm-hmm. within the context of a very gray yeah. reality mm-hmm. and then try to do that with grace. Yes, with right? grace. So it kind of reminds me sometimes of like the, this idea of like religion and the black and white and the, or, yeah. and the rules and all of these things, which yeah. like, no, God transcends all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember my pastor told me a couple years ago, there's like the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. Right. And sometimes we can get hung up on the letter of the law mm-hmm. and miss the spirit of the law. Yes. And so I feel like that's been a really important principle that I'm, I'm recognizing in, in my life, my work. So yeah, so really just embracing again where I'm at now rather than seeking and striving for that next thing, which mm-hmm. I think was this pattern within me. Yes, um, like a cycle. Oh my gosh, yeah, mm-hmm. right from when I was young. Well, actually, I was super complacent when I was young, but then as soon as I started going to university, I'm like, yes. Yep. I'm going to go to my map, get my master's. I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. I'm going to do that. And really driven. Yeah, was it a little bit like addictive? A little, oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah completely. Mm-hmm. And I think even in recovery, I maintain those, those addictive patterns. Yes. Um, with quote unquote workaholism mm-hmm. tendencies, perfectionistic tendencies. Yeah. Uh, really hard on myself. Yes. And, and probably uh, if you're anything like myself or others who have the, this similar trait is that you are super perfectionist uh, also in your expectations of yourself, of what you're doing, and and never feel like you're doing often good enough, or you haven't got there yet, or you haven't done enough, or you haven't done it well enough, uh, you know. That describes me to a T. Mm-hmm. And I think that, well, yeah, that, I think that describes a lot of the challenges that I've been so then recognizing, knowing in my heart the grace of God and that I'm the daughter of God no matter what. Mm-hmm. But then also putting, having these expectations, well, because of everything that I've received, then I should be doing A, B, C, and D. Right. But then when I'm not, mm-hmm. then getting coming down on myself and being hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And so I guess learning how, because then I can also become complacent. Mm-hmm. Because if I feel like I'm not able to live up to the standard that I place on myself, yep. then I can just give up. Just throw up it's, your hands and say... Oh, screw it. Screw it. Yeah. And so actually this last number of months, I've, I've felt there's been this temptation. Mm-hmm. Wait, why am I not drinking? Right. Am I really alcoholic? I don't yeah. know. I was young. Mm-hmm. These, these lies started coming into my mind, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to tempt me to, and it's because I was feeling whatever I was feeling, those old temptations were trying to, I guess, 
bring me off track, I think. Yes. And it seemed easier. Well, certainly that is a decision you made for yourself. And so to unmake a decision, whenever we do that, that's a serious decision. Mm. That's something that we have to question our motives of why we're even thinking about undoing something that was a very serious decision that's very positive for us mm -hmm. and contributed to the health of ourself and, and our future and the things we're doing. Many people do that, you know. And some, t some people, you know what, it's okay. A lot of people, it's not. And it's just a matter of time before they're back going, why did I undo that decision I made and reevaluate it? And I now know that I should have stopped drinking. I should have kept off of that or whatever it was that you do, right? Maybe gambling, maybe whatever, whatever the addiction is, right? And that's where I'm so grateful for the personal relationship with God because I was able to pray mm -hmm. to that, you yes. know, pray specifically about that and take it to God. And he kept telling me, you know, don't give up, keep mm -hmm. going keep going, don't give up. Mm -hmm. It might be okay for somebody else, someone else to drink. Like, I don't believe that it's a, a thing to be a Christian, right? right? Mm -hmm. But for me personally, that is an important thing for a believer in my life in general. And so, yeah, I'm so grateful for, to, to hear his still small voice, especially in those moments when I'm so close to just being like, oh, I can't handle the pressure of everything. And it's all a pressure in my own head. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, like, yeah. I make up these things. <laughs> Yeah, he's so faithful, and uh, and I'm grateful because he places people in my life that can encourage me and remind me of things, and mm -hmm. he's allowing me to be vulnerable because I was like, I'm going to be this rock star for recovery because Jesus has set me free, and now I want everybody to feel that freedom, and mm -hmm. I'm going to go tight like tell everybody about Jesus, and yeah. they're all going to have what I have. Like, the reality is, is that every day living life, and sometimes bumps come, or sometimes doubts come or whatever mm -hmm. and that's okay so really just learning at this point i guess i would characterize the last season and this season as a season of humility and endurance for me wow personally. amazing and it's been cool and it's been so great being able to share that with my husband yeah and you know when i was going through different points of being down and questioning in my own head because I'm now this like completely different person. Mm -hmm. And I thought I had arrived in some ways, right? And he would just remind me, like, God is good. God's got you. Like, just keep resting in the grace of God. And This guy, Rob, your, your husband, did that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. That's great. But I also, like, I've also realized and remembered that even though we've got each other, because mm -hmm. we, we've been through so much of the same stuff and we can encourage each other and support each other and we've got the same faith, and but we also need the family of God. Absolutely. You found that out, did you? Yeah, because yeah. I think it was easy, right? We're like, okay, well, nothing's really going on. We're good just at home. We're mm -hmm. working. Like It got easy to just be in our own little space. Yeah, in your own bubble. really enjoyed it. A little comfort zone, right? Totally a bubble. comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm almost like giving myself permission. Like, well, this mm -hmm. is okay yeah. because I'm married now and mm -hmm. like justifying why it's okay for us to just live our own little bubble. Right. And do I want to reconnect with other people? Who do I want to reconnect with? Why do I want to reconnect with them? Mm -hmm. Who wants to reconnect with me? Right. Like what are the, what genuine relationship? What does that even mean? Like just really questioning a lot of things. Reevaluating, mm -hmm. reevaluating, re Yeah. And, and I think it's good. I love that, you know, God is comfortable with our questions. Mm -hmm. Um, and questioning doesn't necessarily need to be a bad thing. Right? It isn't. It's, yeah. it's so good. Like, I feel like my faith has become strengthened through this process, yes. even though it was a little bumpy a couple times, like he is right there. I like, I, we were talking earlier, like I was saying with, with small children, mm. you know, and me being a grandpa and my granddaughter, I want to know if she's upset with me. I'm not going to be mad at her for being upset with me. I'm not going to, you know, think of any less of her if she's 
misunderstood something or she just completely understands something and isn't happy with mm -hmm. you know me saying no about something and, and getting mad at me. But I want to know that, right? And so does God. He wants to know that from us. Well, and it's the relationship. It's having that open and honest communication. Yeah, you know, God is my Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that relationship and that, that constant assurance. Like, I, I started thinking about, well, what is the gospel? Like, obviously, I know what the gospel is, but what is the core truth about God? Well, God will never leave me nor forsake me. My God is my Father. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah, he's my father. He loves me. And mm -hmm. so I have a heavenly father that I can turn to and speak with and spend time with and just rest in his arms mm -hmm. at any moment of any day. Exactly. And, and that will never change. And there's nothing you could do to make that happen. People might turn their back on you. People might second guess you. Uh, and not all people, but some. But God will never do that. You know, isn't that beautiful? We're, we're getting close to out of time. If you were going to leave a message with people today, our listeners, something that you would say. I guess my main message would be yeah, just that, that there is a God that loves you mm -hmm. and that uh, no amount of striving could ever earn his love. It's a free gift. Mm -hmm. Even after receiving that gift, you might be tempted to try to have to fall back into earning it and stuff. And, and I guess just... The biggest thing that I've learned is just reminding myself to embrace who he is and embrace who, who he sees me as, as his precious daughter. Uh, all the rest of the pieces will fall into place. That's awesome. And, and that's, a, that's a beautiful message. And there's a lot of people listening who are going through that right now and struggling with that. And it's wonderful that you can share that your experiences of that. Well, thanks for coming and being with us today, Caitlin. Hopefully we'll all catch up. The three of you and your husband and I will get together and do something sometime soon. Talking great. about doing that, being part of the body, right? So important. <laughs> I guess that's the other thing I'd yep. encourage anybody. If, if you've disconnected from your church family, reconnect. Yeah. It's so important. Mm -hmm. We need one another. Uh, they maybe need what you have. Yeah, oh <laughs> you yeah. Know? You know, we can't do this alone. God created us for family and community, and he's given us the ability to grow in, in, within that space, mm -hmm. within that context. So, you know, online church is great. Radio programs are great, but we need that face-to-face. -face. We need that, that mm -hmm. personal connection Amen. with one another. Amen. Thanks again. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Sometimes this world is a cold, cold place And you feel so all alone When the trips are down You got no place to go Come to the end of
outstretched hand. He'll take your burden, nobody like the Lord understands. When the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.